0: Support for KQED Podcasts comes from Star One Credit Union, now offering real-time money movement with instant pay. Make transfers and payments instantly between financial institutions, online or through Star One's mobile app. Star One Credit Union, in your best interest.
1: From KQED. I'm Devin Katayama, and you're listening to The Bay, local news to keep you rooted. Wednesday's mass shooting at a Valley Transportation Authority rail yard in San Jose is being called the deadliest in Bay Area history. The victims were VTA workers who have kept transit going during this past year. And now their colleagues and friends who went through the pandemic alongside them are mourning their loss.
2: We kind of all know each other and it's beyond just the facility you're in. It's agency wide. It truly is a VTA family. Today. We're centering the transit agency and the people who've
1: lost friends and co-workers to this tragedy.
0: Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. Parking at SFO is easy when you book online. You can choose dates and times in advance and secure the best rates to make your departure stress-free. Learn more at flysfo.com parking support for kqed podcasts comes from star one credit union now offering real-time money movement with instant pay make transfers and payments instantly between financial institutions online or through star one's mobile app star one credit union in your best interest
1: all right so so we're talking midday thursday where are you right now
3: i am uh sitting outside the kind of Headquarters of the Valley Transportation Authority, Um, they just wrapped up a a press conference earlier this morning where they gave us some more information about the nine victims of yesterday's mass shooting uh, at the VTA light rail yard.
1: Nico Savage is a transportation reporter with the San Jose Mercury News.
3: Everyone knows the kind of routine of these mass shootings. Um... And, you know, the common refrain is you don't think it can happen to you, but you also kind of know that it most certainly can.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What was Wednesday expected to look like for the VTA before the mass shooting happened?
3: It was actually supposed to be a pretty exciting day for the agency. Um, For more than a year, going back to March of 2020, VTA has been under some uh, fairly strict requirements to ensure social distancing. So the idea is to make sure that um, you can have six feet. Of space between everyone on the VTA buses and, and light rail. But on Wednesday, VTA was finally um, changing those guidelines to ensure three feet of distance, which meant you could get more than twice as many people um, onto those buses. So it was kind of this exciting day as the pandemic um, is sort of waning.
1: And then of course, the shooting happened when and where was this shooting?
3: Yeah, so this shooting happened at the Guadalupe Yard, which is basically the the HQ for the light rail system, which is this three line kind of train, trolley uh, uh, looking system that runs all through downtown San Jose and then across uh, places like Mountain View uh, and Milpitas. And the Guadalupe Yard is is kind of the hub for that. It's over uh, just off of Interstate 880 by Mineta Airport on the north side of San Jose. Good
1: morning, everyone. About 6.34 a.m. this morning, uh, Santa Clara County Communications Center received uh, multiple 911 calls, a shots fired call.
2: Uh, multiple
3: shots fired And the shots shooting happened area. at basically the, the busiest time of day at that facility. That's when, you know, you're getting the light rail system uh, launched for the day. Um, the place is, is kind of buzzing with, you know, the mechanics who have been maintaining the vehicles, uh, the operators who drive them all over the South Bay. Uh, it's a it's a really busy time there. This building is a VTA uh,
1: control center, a Valley Transportation Authority control center. and is a hub that
0: stores uh, multiple VTA trains and maintenance yard as well.
1: And as of this taping, we know the names of 10 people who were killed, and this includes the gunmen. We do know that the gunman worked at the VTA, but what do we know about the other victims and the kinds of work that they did for the agency?
3: So, of the of the nine victims, we know that three of them worked as what are called substation maintainers, which is the same job that the uh, that the shooter uh, uh, held as well. We know that three of them were overhead line workers, um, so the the overhead uh, wires that uh, that help run the the light rail. Two of them were light rail operators and another uh, worked in, in management as one of the supervisors in the yard. We know that three of them had been with VTA for, for 20 years or more and a, and a fourth had been with the authority for 19 years. And so, you know, a lot of people who had spent a lot of time with this agency, you know, where they, where they described themselves as the, uh, as the VTA family. And, you know, like the, like the South Bay itself, it's a very diverse workforce and you see that in uh, the victims who, who uh, lost their lives.
1: and And, like many transit workers, I imagine it's been just a really tough year for people at the VTA with the pandemic and and everything that's been going on. But what are some of the things that VTA employees and work and the workforce has gone through that people might not know?
3: yeah, I mean, in in a lot of ways, it's been kind of just just one thing after another for VTA workers. You know, you go back to last March, uh, you know, public transit workers. They, they continued to go to work in person. You know, these these were the essential workers who were taking other essential workers to their jobs um, and were taking people to get groceries who who don't have another way to get around um, and who were in these, you know, public facing roles all throughout the pandemic, you know, before we knew that people needed to wear masks or when people didn't want to wear masks on the bus. and And obviously, being in those public facing roles comes with heightened risk. And Two VTA employees, um, unfortunately, passed away from COVID-19. The agency received a small fine from Cal OSHA, from the state's workplace safety regulator. Um, and there have been you know, a lot of back and forth between the agency's union and uh, the authority about basically pandemic safety precautions and uh, what needs to be done to keep workers safe. Beyond that, um, you know, this spring, uh, there was a cyber attack on VTA's computer networks, you had hackers claiming to have stolen a, a huge trove of data, which has, has meant that you know a lot of employees are worried about um, identity theft and whether their personal information might have been stolen. That's kind of been hanging over people for several weeks now. And then even you know a month ago, there is this very bizarre incident where a, a VTA worker who was kind of out uh, on a job was shot with an arrow. So through all of this, there's been the pandemic. There's been uh, the cyber attack, there's just been so many different things uh, and now this is kind of coming on top of it.
1: On Thursday morning, the VTA held a press conference. Can you tell me about it?
2: It's It's been difficult for everyone, um, you know, in particular at the yard and of course the families of the victims.
3: George Sandoval is a light rail maintenance operations manager for VTA.
2: Our staff respond to emergencies, you know, on the rail, and what have you, and there's a bond that occurs. You really do become a family.
3: One of the things that, that he mentioned is how, you know, people at the agency tend to stay there for, for a long time and work together for decades.
2: We're a relatively small agency. So, and as was mentioned earlier, staff move uh, into different positions. So they work throughout the organization. So we kind of all know each other, and. It, it's beyond just the facility you're in. It's agency-wide. It truly is a VTA family.
3: So we heard from Noni Singh, uh, who is the superintendent of the Guadalupe Yard.
4: What I'm hearing from my peers, of whatever happened yesterday, it shows the character of these guys, how they try to save others while going, going through that chaotic situation.
3: And Mr. Singh, shared an office with one of the people uh, who was killed um, and also kind of oversaw two of the other victims.
4: I don't know what kind of poker face I can put out there as a leader to support them. I'm going through a lot of, uh, I would say, confused emotions. I don't know. I'm angry. I'm sad. I'm lost in words. Uh, At the same time, trying to find out reasons why none of our family members from VTA or the extended family deserve this punishment.
3: And, and you know, described um, really just this feeling of loss and helplessness and, and just the questions that, that he winds up, you know, having.
4: I was able to hold those emotions with me yes whole day yesterday when I went home at 7 p.m. last night. I saw my family running towards the car when I parked. When they hugged me. They were happy that I was able to make home, but I was sad inside that some of my family members could not feel the warmth that I was able to feel yesterday.
1: Mass shootings are so routine at this point that like you said, we know they could happen pretty much anywhere at any time. But when you think about what workers at the VTA are going through right now, what comes to mind?
3: I think what comes to mind to me is the hours immediately after the shooting. Um, VTA at this point has suspended the light rail system. But for basically the first six hours after the shooting, before VTA shut it down at noon, you know, those trains were still running. I mean, these would have been operators and people in you know, control center roles um, and people involved in, in that network who maybe had been at the yard that morning, um, who may have lost coworkers or who did lose coworkers. You know, and they were continuing to, to take that system around uh, the South Bay for, for several hours at a time of, of just tremendous uncertainty about what had happened to their colleagues. They eventually wound up um, shutting down the light rail system basically because, you know, th- this yard that is the, the HQ for the system is the scene of this investigation. But, you know, to, to think about that, uh, you know, what folks were, were continuing to do, right? Were, we're continuing to go and do their jobs, even, you know, hours after uh, this, this horrific event, I think is, is pretty remarkable. Again, these are the folks who, who did the jobs that allowed me and, and that allowed a whole lot of other people to be able to stay in our homes, right? Who, who allowed us to uh, shelter in place um, and who faced heightened risks as a result of that.
1: Nico, thank you so much for speaking with us. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. The identities of the nine people who were shot and killed Wednesday morning are now public. And on Thursday, VTA board president, Glenn Hendricks, read their names and shared a little bit about each of them.
5: Abdul-Vehab Alamandran, age 63, worked for VTA for approximately 20 years as a substation maintainer. Adrian Baeza, age 29, started his employment with VTA as a bus operator trainee in 2014 and later becoming a maintenance worker and light rail operator. Jose Dehus Hernandez III, age 35, started employment in 2012 as a transit mechanic, later becoming an electromechanic and then a substation maintainer. Lars Kepler Lane, age 63, started his employment with DTA in 2001 as an electromechanic, later becoming an overhead line worker. Michael Joseph Rodumetkin, age 40 started his employment with VTA in 2013 as a VTA mechanic, later becoming an electromechanic and then an overhead line worker. Paul McGee, age 42 started his appointment in 2002 as a bus operator trainee, later becoming a light rail operator, transportation supervisor, transit division supervisor, and ultimately an assistant superintendent in service management. Tapji Deep Singh, Age 36 started his appointment in 2014 as a bus operator trainee, later becoming a light rail operator. Timothy Romo, age 49, started for VTA over 20 as for over 20 years as an overhead line worker. And we learned late last night that a ninth employee died of his injuries during the attack. Alex Fritch, age 49, worked as a substation maintainer. I would like to ask that we all take a moment of silence for our fallen workers.
1: If you want to donate to help the victims' families, we'll leave you a link in our episode notes. Thanks to Nico Savage, transportation reporter for the San Jose Mercury News. The Bay is made by your local public media station, KQED. This episode was edited and mixed by Erica Cruz Guevara and Alan Montecilio. Shaylin Martos is our production assistant. Issa Mendoza writes our Friday newsletter. We're going to take a break on Monday for Memorial Day, but we'll be back on Wednesday with a new episode. I'm Devin Kadiyama. That's it from us to you. Take care and talk later.